Are you ready to experience God's best for your life? Ready to recapture, redirect, and rekindle your joy? Today's episode is part two in our recovery strategies to get you on track to rise as the leader God called you to be. Stay tuned. Staying Real About Faith and Family begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family. If you're looking for a community where you can get real about life without resistance, you're in the right place. I'm Linda Goldfarb, and each week, Heather Greer and I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. We pray today's episode blesses you. Let's go to Father. Father God, we thank you once again for the opportunity to be here, to be able to share from your word, to be able to share truth that inspires us to walk out our life by your design. We thank you, Lord, that you have a purpose for us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you don't let us stay where we are. You lift us up and take us to higher ground that we can be all we are meant to be for you, for your kingdom, for your glory. And we praise you in that. Thank you for allowing Heather and I to come together to be able to share thoughts, to be able to share scripture, to be able to offer practical application that has come from experience and also from our background, Father God. And I just thank you for that. And Lord, if at any time there's anything that we say or share that does not resonate with you for your kids, Lord, just wipe it out. We trust you in that. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, Heather Greer, it is so good to be with you once again. Good morning, Linda. It's a windy, cloudy day here today, and ah. it's perfect for slowing down and spending some time with friends and great conversation, especially when I know that that conversation is going to leave me encouraged and ready to face my day. Oh, I like it when we know going in that we can be encouraged. Hey, that's what we want to do, because if we're encouraged, we encourage others. And that slowing mm -hmm. down, I like the, the sound of that as well, Heather. So good. I know we've got a lot for our listeners today. This is a second part of our series that we're covering today, and I'm ready to go. Well, we want to welcome everyone who's joining us for the conversation today, along with all the Staying Real About Faith and Family episodes we release. We pray this episode inspires and equips you to hold on to faith as you navigate your family through real life issues. Today's discussion, as Linda has mentioned, is part two based on the question, how do I function when my life is completely overwhelming? Heather, as we mentioned in part one, everyone needs recovery time. 
And during this episode, we're addressing the second strategy to accomplish this recovery time. Strategy one, recapture your life and leadership purpose. Strategy two is redirect your mind. And then we'll be covering on another episode, strategy three, rekindle your dream. Well, Linda, I'm sure we have a lot to cover in this episode, but in case someone missed our last episode, would you like to share anything from strategy one before we move forward? Well, I will. There is quite a bit, so I'm not going to cut time out of this episode. I highly encourage you go to the show notes, click on the episode that was prior to this one so that you can go through it. But I want us to understand the concept of life and leadership that I'm referencing in this whole process here, that we do have a life purpose. We have a leadership purpose. That leadership could be professional. It can also be who we are in a community. So I look at, I'm a wife, mother, mama, sibling, friend, coworker, and the list goes on there. Plus I'm a leader in God's army. And so as we walk out the strategies that we shared, I'd like for all of us to consider our purposed wholeness. This is the totality of who we are, who we are to others, who we are to ourselves, and who we are to Father God. Okay, so everyone is a leader in some area of life. And that being the case, after today's episode, as Linda was saying, be sure and click in the show notes to listen to the first episode in this series if you missed it. For now, let's move on to strategy two, redirecting our minds. That's right. Strategy two, redirect your mind. And in this, I like to use the concept of capture and display a whatever attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear some of our parents now. Yeah, I got kids who have whatever attitudes. I don't know that I want them displaying those. But this is just, just give me a moment here. This is where I'm going. As lovers of Jesus and leaders in our homes and communities, we have daily, weekly, and monthly issues that can attack us and those we care about. So what do we do? We need to meet every issue head on. We need to present truth as our plumb line and then redirect thoughts and actions for a positive, productive outcome. Redirecting our minds off of self in order to live with more joy. And in order to accomplish this, we can tap into what I call the whatever scriptures. Are you ready for it, Heather? Yes, I am. All right, so here we go. First, we're going to look at Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. God is letting us know that we are free to share our desires with him. He wants us to know he knows us and that we can speak our hearts to him. There's a lot of times we hold back in our prayer. We don't share in our prayer what the desires of our hearts are. And when we share in prayer, 
And when we share with others what our prayers are, and then Father answers those prayers, it is so powerful. He wants us to ask him in prayer, whatever our desire is, and then to believe that we have received it and it will be ours. Now, John 15, 7 is the next scripture we're going to look at. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, this would be Jesus who is talking and being referenced in John, the me and the my. So I'll read it again. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Do you see once again that God wants us to know that what we desire is valuable to him? What our needs are, are valuable to him. What we dream is valuable to him. And with those thoughts beginning as the first two whatevers in scripture, I think we have a good beginning to where we can go from here into some more that's going to kind of solidify this for us. Now, Linda, this sounds a little bit like an attitude of, if I want it, I can have it if I pray hard enough. But I don't think that's what you're saying, is it? Oh, that's a good catch. Good catch, Heather. I like that. So let's let's look at this. The concept of, well, we'll call it what it is, prosperity gospel. I don't believe that's what God is saying to us at all here. If we take scripture out of context, then I could see how someone might think that. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have it and it will be yours. And then if you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. A lot of people might even forego the, if you remain in me, my words are in you, because that's kind of an if. It's an if then. It's not just ask whatever you want and be outside the will of God, be outside the union with Jesus Christ. And whatever you ask, it's going to be done for you. Let's let's go ahead and go to the next two scriptures. And I think that these will help in that understanding a little bit more, Heather. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. I'm going to go to the next one. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Right. I'm going to back up. When we're looking at, nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them to. So we've got the believer word here. There are mm-hmm. some areas of consideration that we are to know from scripture. And I believe the totality of scripture is the older Testament and the newer Testament. It's all Mm -hmm. one and everything in the older Testament 
is what Jesus is talking about. It's what we're talking about here in 1 Corinthians. It's what we're talking about in the scripture of John. It's what we're talking about in Mark. Everything that's referenced there is based on the Older Testament. It's not it's it's not a new concept. This is based on, this is how God wants us to walk out our lives. This is what God has directed us to do. These are the areas of obedience that God wants us to align our lives with. And when we do that, then the whatever falls into place. So, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation. It doesn't matter. Whatever area that God has called us to, whatever area the Lord has assigned to us, it's not a hierarchy. It's not a, I'm better than so and so, or I'm not as good as such and such. But this is the area that God has called us to. And knowing that God has called us to something, that's when we want to be able to look at it and say, okay, this is what God says. And because he says it, then I am going to trust it. I'm going to believe it and I'm going to walk it out. And then in the second scripture, first Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So God here is looking at our motive. What mm -hmm. is our motive? Motive is very, very important. Maybe others around you have no idea what the motive is you are bearing inside, but God does. God does. And so mm -hmm. motive is important. And now I want to kind of walk us back to Mark eleven twenty four, which was the first whatever, right? When I said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Well, let's go back to verse 22. Um, this is right after Peter had remarked to Jesus. And he said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them. And this is Jesus speaking here. Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And afterwards, the next scripture, 25, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. This isn't just a ask whatever you want and get it. First, God is saying, have faith in God. And for us to have faith in God, we have to know God. It's not faith in a little g God. It's a faith in God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit the one true God. And the only way we can know God is to know his word, to be in mm -hmm. scripture, to start at the beginning, start at Genesis and start reading through the scripture and ask Father God to show himself to you in that reading. You will immediately discover the Holy Spirit 
in Genesis. You will discover Jesus in Genesis. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that's who you have to have faith in. And if you have faith in that, then my friend, I'm going to tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, whatever your desires are, they will line up with the truth of God. They will line up with God's purpose for your life. We cannot be out of alignment with God and believe our desires match what he wants for our life. Okay, so it's more about keeping a God-focused attitude and seeking his will, his way in our lives and trusting that if we're doing what he wants us to do, he will bring the best outcome for us. That's a good way to sum it up. In God's will for us, God's desire for us is to have an amazing life. Yet, <laughs> Christ was amazing. And his life is not a life that everyone would say they wanted. Yet, we are created in the image of God with the mind of Christ as believers in God, as believers in mm-hmm. Jesus. And with that, we will have troubles. We will have things that are not what we would say, that's the first thing on my bucket list I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And when we look at, truly look at the apostles, folks, don't be afraid to go and look and read what happened in their lives. That may scare some people off. Well, if that's what happens to people who love and follow Jesus, then I don't want it. Please make sure you go all the way to the end of the book because Mm -hmm. that's the rest of the story. And that story is ahead of us. But according to what we are purposed to do, we are to live that whatever life, the whatevers that give God glory, the whatevers that are aligned with his calling in us, the whatevers that are attached to being with him, studying Christ, being in his word, the whatevers that we ask for in prayer based on who God has designed us to be for his purpose. Then we come to Philippians, Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. What do we do with this? My mindset is put it on your walls, put it in your halls, put it in the portals of your mind, put it in your office, write it in in your home, list all of God's truth everywhere you go, put it as a reminder on your rear view mirror. 
Put it as a reminder on the mirror of your children. Who are they in God's eyes? Find scripture that lifts them up and lets them know you are purposed by God to live this amazing whatever life. And we're not to be anxious, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, be prayerful, not as a second thought. This is our first go-to. Petition, bring it, bring it to God. Mm -hmm. Bring your thoughts, bring your hurts, bring your concerns, bring everything. There's, God is bigger than anything we can imagine. Be thankful to God. That doesn't mean that we have a false thankfulness, but we can find in every situation that God is providing, that God is faithful, and to always be able to come to God and present what is happening, what's, what's going on in our lives right in front of him. And then we, we, see, we hear that the peace of God, and peace to me results in joy. When I have peace that transcends all understanding, that's joy for me. And that's what I desire to have. I will tell you, when we use scriptures like these scriptures to fully embrace God's truth with this whatever attitude, we have a great chance of influencing others, meeting needs, and planting seeds. All to the glory of God and to God be the glory for every whatever. Linda, this is one of my favorite scriptures and I've seen firsthand how it can calm anxiety. Uh, do we have time for a short little story about that? Absolutely. A uh, long time ago, back when my husband and I were still dating, there were some people in his life that had to be in my life as well. And uh, for whatever reason, there was some tension. There was a need I felt to prove myself and that I never measured up. And I felt like this person didn't like me and was doing everything in their power to make it clear to me that they didn't like me. But I also knew that if I was with, um, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, this was going to be a relationship that continued. And so it caused me a lot of anxiety. It caused me sleepless nights. It caused me pain because I didn't know how to handle this. And it was then that I really read Philippians chapter four and got to that part about presenting your request to God. So every time this situation would come to mind, I would go to God, presenting my requests, thanking him for what he was going to do in the situation. And then as anxiety tried to creep in, I would go on to those whatevers. The whatever mm. is true, noble, right, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And I would focus my mind on those things. Mm. And I tell you what, Linda, that anxiety, that weight was lifted. Um, the relationship didn't fix immediately, but I could go into it without that heavy weight and anxiety. 
I knew who I was in Christ. I knew who I needed to be in Christ in that relationship. And over time, it did, uh, God did work it out. God did work a miracle in that. And we are now very close. Um, but during that time, this passage of scripture is what got me through it. Folks, That this is truth, right? And you know this. I'd love for you to share with us in the comments on our on our website and in our Facebook area, share with us those scriptures that have held you fast in walking out your purpose for God or just sticking to a situation, not going under, that has held you up from the impact of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear all of that from you. Mm-hmm. And with the scripture God has provided, we can walk with joy, with hope, mm-hmm. with faith, as we use his plumb line of truth and place it up against everything he is asking us to do in life. And as with the first episode, when we have our personal purpose and our professional purpose, and we look at those, and if something doesn't match with it, Maybe that's not what we're supposed to be using our giftings, using our anointing for. God doesn't want us to waste his time that he has for us here. He wants us to walk out in obedience what he desires for our lives. Linda, that's something I strive to do and want to do in my life every day, living out God's purpose for me and showing others him through the way that I do that. And that brings us to today's thought consideration. God will never bring me to a purpose he has not planned to equip me in. Mm. And that's truth. That's truth. Nothing is beyond God. There's nothing around the corner that God hasn't already seen. And his purpose doesn't have to be in our plan. But we always know that he is a plan for our purpose. And that is key. Absolutely key. Well, and we will be wrapping up overcoming overwhelm in life and leadership with strategy number three, rekindle your dream in our next episode. So we hope you join us for that. And we also hope you join today's conversation by visiting stayingrealwithlinda.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And if you enjoy our talks, please subscribe to our podcast. Take a moment to review and rate it and share it with your friends. And join us on the website or on Facebook with your comments about today's episode. Yeah, we love hearing from all of you. We truly do. And if you ever have a personal question, something that you'd like uh, consideration on, I'd love to hear from you, Linda at lindagoldfarb.com. Just send me, send me an email, Linda at lindagoldfarb.com. We love it. Well, friends, we do, we absolutely cherish the time we get to spend with you. May Yahweh bless you and keep you in all you do. Until next time, this is Linda Goldfarb and Heather staying real about faith and family.